From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. On today's episode, the CFL has announced its CFL All Stars, and three Thai Cats have been selected to this year's East All Star team. Tyreek McAllister discusses preparing for his first CFL playoff game. Mr. Grey Cup himself, Jagera Davis, talks about attempting to make it seven in a row. Jameer Thurman tells us about the toughness of this Ticats defense. And I sit down with Mark Leggio to get into the mindset of a kicker in crucial situations. It's Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, and you're listening to Ticats today. The Ticats held their final practice today before tomorrow's walkthrough and continuing to do it in that chilly November weather. Didn't see to bother guys much several guys were even out there with without leggings and without the sleeves embracing that playoff weather that Canada winter I guess we're approaching not quite winter yet but some chilly weather I was not embracing it I was wearing three layers at practice I had a winter jacket on and yet I was still shivering while watching the practice so I'm not as tough as a lot of these guys who are out there on the field there was some big news out of the CFL today as they announced who this year's CFL all-stars will be and the Ticats ended up with three of them certain could be debate on guys who didn't get on but the guys who did Tim White the league's leader in receiving yards O-lineman Brandon Revenberg and Casey Sales on defense all these guys are no-brainers they've been huge for the Ticats this season and you can certainly make an argument for other guys who weren't selected James Butler had a spectacular season and AJ Olette was chosen I mean if you compare the stats of those two guys I don't think you'd necessarily assume that AJ is the automatic pick by any means you can make an argument for other guys around the Ticats as well, like Jameer Thurman, Simone Lawrence, Stavros Katsantonis. The list goes on and on, but still congratulations to those guys who were selected and to the rest of the guys around the league. And the Ticats are going to be leaning heavily on those All-Stars come playoff time in front of this loud Montreal crowd. And today, Coach O touched on playing in that environment. Just normal stuff, playoffs with a, with a young team. Uh, the excitement, I think they're focused. I think they're locked in, um, loved it. The elements changed. We got a chance to get that in our system. So um, I just think collectively it's been, a, it's been a great effort, and it doesn't stop. Preparation always continues, but, you know, we're looking forward to the test on Saturday. Going into Montreal, you've played playoff games here before, but what can you say about that crowd and, and what they can do to an offense or, or just in general? To that yeah, offense? it's like it's the same with any home field. Uh, they're going to wreak havoc for our offense uh, when when they're in the huddle and and up in our punt team and that sort of thing. But uh, we think we've done a decent job of preparing our people uh, for those situations. Ultimately, we got to perform when it happens. So they've earned the right to play at home, and this is the way it's going to be for us the rest of the way. So. Um, this is the hand we're dealt. Uh, we're not running from it. We're embracing it. And like I said, we're just excited for Saturday. You're going to be talking to Mark Leggio after. What can you say about his consistency on that field goal team and, and, and what he's been able to bring to this team? I think the biggest thing I've been impressed with Mark is, you know, he had that hot streak early, then it got cold in a hurry. And it's always about your response to adversity. And, you know, that could be a lonely spot sometimes. And you kind of got to dig your own way out because, you know, the, it's a, s- a specialized position for a reason. So it's kind of him, the holder, and the snapper. And so I think he, he's battled back and done a, and done a fantastic job for us. So uh, that's what I've been most impressed with. And, you know, but, you know, right now, nobody's made any kicks in the playoffs. We're looking for that model of consistency moving forward. Well, I think 
first of all, you know, it's likely to be a battle. You know, it could come down to the last possession, those type of things. Um, you're also able to gather some information along the journey the same way they were able to gather information. So each game presents its own set of challenges. And so, um, you know, I, I'll look forward to us making, you know, quicker, you know, in-game adjustments, those type of things. But other than that, you just got to go with your game plan, make your adjustments, and make more plays than the other team and uh, try to come up with another point. Yeah, I don't think it really changes, you know, outside the fine fixtures and details within it. Um, we're going to have to take care of the football, and we're going to have to find a way to take the ball away. Uh, there's, no, there's no secret in that. We, we try to do that every week. We know that that was uh, instrumental in us turning our season around. And it'll be no different uh, heading into this week. Uh, with that being said, we're going to have to make our plays. You know, everybody, you know, we, we always talk about you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get to have to make a play. Uh, all you can do is make yours. And so some people have plenty of opportunities. Some people only have a few. And it's usually the, the team that makes those plays the most consistently has the best opportunity. So that's what, that's what we're looking forward to. Back to Coach O in just a second. There's been so many questions on the QB situation in Hamilton. Who's going to be the starter for this game Saturday? And today, Coach O was asked about that and had this to say. Yes, I do. And uh, we would, you know, it's, it doesn't do anything for, you know, to sit here and, and unveil that right now. Both quarterbacks are going to play. How much that'll be determined by us. Yeah, no, fair question. I think what's most important is that internally we know exactly uh, the plan and what we're doing. Externally, we can't control that. So um, don't mind fielding those questions at all. Uh, the, the most important thing is that Bo, Matt, and Kai understand their roles heading into this game and the possibilities, and really that's the focus. Right. Well, let's, let's, you know, let's be real, right? Matt Schultz doesn't love being a backup either, right? And he, you know, but he's going to be the consummate teammate, you know. He understood what it is, but he came in to compete his tail off in camp. And when things changed around, when he was healthy, he wanted to be back in there. And, you know, I'm sure Bo, you know, initially, it, I don't think there's any excitement. And that's what you want. You want competitive people. That's, that's the realest way I can put it. Uh, the bigger thing is, is um, you know, I can't speak for Bo's past and, and those type of things, is that, you know, the, the season probably hasn't unfolded, especially injury-wise, the way he'd envisioned. And right now, it's it's about it's about winning and doing doing whatever we think is the best uh, for the football team to win. And I just think that not just Bo and Matt. This isn't. I know this is turning into a quarterback thing, but that, there's a lot of other players that are not going to be up this week. Other people that are switching positions that are willing to take whatever role it is uh, to help us win on Saturday. That was Coach O. Tyreek McAllister had an interesting game against the Owls last week, if you will. He went from having that unfortunate fumble on the first return of the game to running it back 122 yards on a missed field goal, making it the second time he did that this season. Montreal has definitely taken notice to his ability to run the ball back, and we're tending to kick it away from him last week. And Tyreek discussed that today, as well as that very CFL-unique dribble kick that Montreal has used on special teams. Oh, man, I'm excited, man. I haven't uh, been in the playoffs since high school, man. So uh, this is still kind of surreal to me. So I'm just excited and ready to play. It seemed like in that last game against Montreal, it looked like they were really trying to kick it away from you. Is that something you noticed, and how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got that a couple times uh, in the season. Like later on in the season, a couple teams were trying to kick away from me. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of deal with it however it goes. You know what I'm saying? Just try to field it as much as I can and uh, stay from there. And on offense, what can you say about the preparations this week and, and 
going out and, and getting ready for this game and, and preparing for a playoff environment and doing it in that playoff weather as well at the same time? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think from an offensive standpoint, we've been really sharp this week. Uh, I think we uh, coming from last week, we struggled a little bit. So we, we know uh, we got to kick it up a little bit this week because it's the playoffs. And uh, I think we've been really sharp. So we're going to be good. Um, I think it's unique. It's very unique. I've never seen nothing like that until I got here. So, I mean, it's very unique. But, I mean, uh, it works for them. So, I mean, I ain't got really much to say on it. I was uh, shocked. I didn't know what I didn't know what to say. You know what I'm saying? I was like, can they do that? Like, I was looking like looking at Rubik. Like, can they really do that? But, no, nah, I was uh, I was shocked when they did it. I was, I was like, wow, I couldn't believe they did that. But, I mean, it's a, it's a good play. Nah, special teams is very important because uh, especially, I think, especially here because it's, it's two down, it's two down football, so like, but three down football, so uh, everything is quick, so you're going to, some, some games you're going to get a lot of, a lot of opportunities in, in the kick, kicking game, so I think it's very important. I think just honing in on uh, the details and just being focused, just being locked into what we got to do to get the win, honestly, that's, that's all it really boils down to. I do, actually, I do. Uh, I feel like my team, my coaches, got the confidence in me to, to make a play when, when, when we really need it. And uh, I got the confidence in myself to make a play when we really need it. So I, I do. Yeah, we, we really do. This year we played really well in the road. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just something like just us against everybody, that, that type of feel when we go on the road. So uh, we, we play very well in the road, and I don't think it's going to be a problem for us. That was Tyreek McAllister. Jameer Thurman may not be an all-star this season, but he has definitely played like one. He finished the year with a career high in tackles with 98 and in sacks with five. Having won the Grey Cup in 2018 with Bo and the Stamps, Thurm knows what it takes to win, and today he discussed how to be successful and the toughness of this Ticats defense. I think we've improved in a lot of areas. Uh, we've gotten out there the quarterback a, a lot better. We've created turnovers, um, and it's showed in, in the games that we've won. You've been a part of Grey Cup teams. What is it that makes a defense be able to withstand these games and, and make it all the way to the Grey Cup? Uh, bend, don't break. That's number one. Um, turnovers, getting to the quarterback, you know, um, and being sound in the details. Those are the things that you do all those things, I promise you you're going to come away with the win. Going up against a running back like William Stanback, and a lot of that offense does go through him, how do you limit his success come Saturday? Just hit him. Yeah. Hit him as much as nobody likes getting hit. So if you're hitting him for a very long time, then sometimes people quit and, and they fold. So, you know, just, just, just keep hitting him. Hit his legs. Hit him everywhere, you know, and then they rotate, bring someone else in. We keep doing the same thing. You guys have been able to be successful on the road this season, so now you have two games potentially that, to go through to get to the Great Cup on the road. What do you think it is about playing on the road that's helped you guys almost in a weird way? I have no idea, honestly. I, I, yeah, we have this road warrior type thing that people have been saying this year, and it's, it actually has been true. But at the same time, you know, I, I just go into every game like it's another game, and I just go out there and compete, come away with the win. Do you think having played this team last week, is, that's, is that going to be beneficial for you guys in this game, having just seen them? Well, everybody knows this last game, you know, everyone, both teams weren't really showing a lot. But it was also an opportunity for us to, you know, set the tone for the playoffs. We didn't come away with the win, but at the same time, there's no need to hang your head down because we still have the same team the next week, and they got to come see us. Well, I think it starts from, you know, in training camp. You know, the, the, a lot of the things that he talked about, the things that he said we're going to do um, and that we're going to face throughout the season, it happened, you know, and we've seen all that. And, and we have, like, quotes and sayings all year 
that, you know, we don't just say for no reason. And now a lot of those things are coming into uh, fruition for our team. And, you know, it's just us believing in that, you know, being bought in and, and accepting our role on the team and then going out there and executing. That was Jameer Thurman. Ja'Garrett Davis, or as some call him, Mr. Grey Cup, has had one of the most challenging seasons of his career. He dealt with several injuries, but JG has remained confident in his ability and has looked great in the second half of the season for the Ticats. I mean, the guy's gone to six straight Grey Cups, so how could you have doubted that he's been able to do what he's done? And today he spoke about attempting to make it seven in a row in seven years in the league. It's been a joyous roller coaster. Um, it has its highs, it has its lows, but we're here. And for me, the most important day for me is the upcoming day tomorrow, the final preparation, getting ready for this big game come Saturday. So um, that's where my, my main focus is. Every year you've been able to make it to a Grey Cup. What would it mean to make it a seven? Um, um, honestly, like it'd be fulfilling not not just for me but for my teammates um we've had a up and down year all year long but um the guys have stayed resilient stayed together and um they saw it through and just to help these guys get to have their names cemented in in the history of time that like that's all i care about um i mean it's more at stake it's a it's a win to go home factor and for me, I just know I've always been told ever since I was a kid, big time players make big time plays in big time games. And in the playoffs, I mean, really for not only just playoffs, but for these last few weeks, our team has been trending in the upper direction. And that's all you can ask for. You want to play your best football come the end of October, rolling into November, to just you know what I'm saying, be firing on all cylinders. And I feel we've been. Adequately doing that, um, staying training up, we're making all the right corrections and just honing our skills to get ready to make this final run and push. So, I mean, that's really all you can ask for at this point in time. And for me, I mean, football is football. Um, I line it up. I'm thankful just to be able to strap on another helmet, lace up a pair of kicks, and go out the other and fight with my guys. Um, good luck, Charm. I mean, I let y'all say that, but for me. I say it's a testament to the teams I've been on. I mean, every team I've been blessed to be a part of have had a great group of guys who bought in, a great coaching staff, great equipment guys, great trainers, everybody. I mean, doing their part to help us be ready to keep us on the game and be able to put our best foot forward to go out there and compete. And lo and behold, I feel we have everything we need to make that push again. Um, For us, it's doing whatever it takes to get the job done. I mean, at the end of the goal, no matter if we hold them to zero or we hold them to 50, as long as we have 51 and we win at the end of the day, that's, that's what the, the game comes down to. Um, just got to make one more play, one play more than the opponent, and just got to execute at, at a high level and know every mistake can cost you. So just understand keeping your mistakes at the minimum and going out there and do what you do best. Play, play fast, play free, and enjoy the moment. Live in it. Um, honestly, like they have weapons on every level. I mean, you got a quarterback for Jardo is a veteran, savvy, competitive guy. And for me, like I wouldn't want, I always tilt my hat to him because he's one of the most competitive 
quarterbacks, no matter what you may look at, when lights is on, games online, he wants the ball in his hands. And more times than not, he makes the right decision. He makes the right decision. Play for his team and go to the backfield. I mean, you have stand back. And stand back is one of the top tier backs in this league. I mean, he's been there since he's been up here. And I expect nothing less from him to come in. I expect him to have 20, 25 carries. I mean, if, I'd be surprised if he wouldn't because, I mean, he's that caliber of player. I mean, he deserves what he's put in. And I mean, they have a, a great collection of, of receivers across the a receiver with Mac, Phil Pot, and just I, I know they go. The, those guys gonna come to play. I mean, they have a great old line that keeps um, the quarterback gives the quarterback enough time and create space in the run game. So I expect them to come out and put their best foot forward. Cause like I said, it's 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 for all the marble, marble so to speak. So I know we ain't ready to go home. I know they're not either. So I expect them to come out and really give it their all. That was Jagera Davis. The final guy I caught up with today was Ticats kicker Mark Leggio, and he's been really able to close this season out with a bang and hasn't missed a field goal attempt since late September against the Toronto Argonauts. Leggio has been a part of big games in the past and will look to make his impact known in Montreal come Saturday. Well, you know, just kind of handling it like every other game you can. I know it's the playoffs, the energy level is a little high, but... uh... I think everyone just has to think of it as like, you know, it's the first preseason or first game of the regular season, right? But, you know, there's been a little bit more energy this week in practice and everyone doing a little bit more, but uh, we're just going to go out there and play our game and execute every play. How's it been adjusting to this playoff weather we've been feeling here? Uh, you know, it's it's obviously getting chilly out there. It, uh, it changed pretty quickly from warm to hot in like a couple of days. So it's been good, you know, just get the warm warm gear out. And, uh, you know, once you're running around out there, you don't really um, feel it as much. And I think with the adrenaline pumping, it'll, everyone won't even know that's cold out. <laughs> Over the last three, four games or whatever it's been, you've been lights out, you've been hitting every field goal. What, have, what can you say about your consistency and, and what have you been working on to, to try and keep that going here heading into the playoffs? You know, just just do do what we've always been doing. You know, the model that I said before is just going one for one and getting the work with uh, Whitey and Vedvik, um, staying consistent with our operation and, you know, just having the confidence in the guys that will get each kick where we want it to go, put it to the uprights, good punt, whatever we need. And, uh, you know, just having good practice and then bringing it into a game, just working hard and making sure that we're ready to go for the playoffs. Being a kicker, you almost have to get into that mindset because in some situations in the playoffs, you know, it's it's a big game moment. But what do you do to try and clear your mind in those situations, especially when you're in front of, of a rowdy Montreal crowd or whatever that away crowd may be? Well, you know, like we practice with the, the crowd noise I practiced the whole week, the last two weeks, actually. So it, it's kind of like when you're out there, it's 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 like it's not even there. You just see yeah. what's in front of you and you just kind of do do what you've been doing. So I don't know. You kind of just like you always block out the noise and just um, put it to the uprights. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I've been noticing that noise throughout practice. Was, was it kind of when you first heard that? Did you, did you know that was going to happen or did they just throw on the music and the, and the loud noise and that crowd sound effects for you guys? Well, I, I knew it was going to be crowd noise, but then it, I, it's... It's a guy, you know, they just throw a bunch of noise out there. So you like, you know, you can't even hear what people are saying. So yeah. it's, it's like everyone just kind of looking for signals and stuff like that. So um, everyone's just like, we're aware of like what it's going to be like. And, you know, it's playoff football. So, you know, the energy is going to be there. Yeah. And they even have those Montreal horns. I forget what they're called, but those, those little horns they have. So I've been hearing those all week long. What has been the mindset with guys here? What have you noticed about the attitude around the room here? All the attitudes, you know, everyone's everyone's putting in that little extra, like, you know, that one extra rep in workouts, you know, that one extra one extra minute in film session, you know. So everyone's doing, like, 
everything they can because you know the main goal is to be back here in mm-hmm. mid-November and I think that everyone knows what they got to do to perform well for the next couple of weeks. And obviously you're motivated to make it to the Grey Cup but but seeing all the stuff go up around you as you practice for the Grey Cup and, and knowing that it's here at Tim Hortons Field does that even add even more motivation for you guys or is it already there? I think it's already there like you know but obviously like Montreal's ahead of us right now and that's who we're focusing on and that's who our next opponent is right can't think too far ahead and you know mm-hmm. it's almost like kicking go one for one each game and then eventually you'll get to where you want to be which is mid-November being here for the Grey Cup. That was Mark Leggio big thanks to him and everyone else for being on today's show and once again congrats to those Thai Cats who were selected as East Division All-Stars Tim White Brandon Revenberg with his fifth consecutive selection or Mr. Consistent as James Butler likes to call him and Casey Sales for getting his first All-Star nod for the full list of All-Stars you can go to cfl.ca before we go Thai Cats fans join us for Coors Light Caretakers game day warm-up hosted by Tiger Town Council at the Bernie Morelli Recreation Center for fun-packed hours before the 110th Grey Cup game. Warm up before the big game and cheer on the best teams in the league in this pre-game celebration. For more information and to get tickets, go to greycupfestival.ca slash events. That's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for listening to Ticats today. Today.